this is episode two of the me i was tomorrow my name is jami kwan but everybody just calls me jami this is my second episode and i want to talk about the many ways i have failed but more importantly what i want to talk is the perception of failure right so When I was a kid, I had this idea of what I was going to be because that's what someone told me I was going to be. And as I got older, I realized that's a hypothesis, right? (laughs) The thing is, as time changes and things evolve, people change and they evolve. So at one point I thought I was going to be a nurse. And for some people, they will tell you I failed, that I gave up. But I made a conscious decision to stop pursuing my nursing degree after not making it through three lottos, which is a year and a half. I pursued another degree. I took business classes. I stopped taking business classes because I hate them. (laughs) but someone would tell you that I failed it took me 10 years to get through college from the first time I began until the end when I finished with my master's degree it was over 10 years starting changing going back um reevaluating right and many times I was confronted by others my parents people that thought they meant well they were confronting with my confronting me with my sense of failure or their perceived sense of failure of me and no many it didn't matter how many times I tried to explain to them that I wasn't failing that instead I was just making a conscious decision to leave some shit the fuck alone just some things are okay to walk away from Better yet, don't let me even say some. All things are okay to walk away from if you so choose. And that for me is the biggest lesson that I've learned in life. So I really, really like music. And recently I have been listening to NPR Tiny Desk. And no, this is not an ad. This is just sincerely what I do. I love music and I think that it speaks to me in a lot of ways. Um... Because it is a story. It is a form of storytelling um, set to music. And someone is expressing their story or someone else's story or perception. And recently, NPR's Tiny Desk has just enthralled me. And I am learning that for me to be able to move forward, to be active, to be... I spend a lot of time in my head. So when I say active, I mean to put things in action. I have to feel safe and able to do that. And music often does that for me. So my best friend, T-Bella, is all about motivation. She is all about, like, you have to feel it. And then once you get this feeling, you have to stay with it. But my issue was, I didn't know what the feeling was to get, right? 
So recently, I was listening to Mumu Fresh shout out, and this is my manifestation. She is going to be a guest on my podcast soon because she has motivated this podcast. So she has a song and it's called Miracle and I think it's called You're Worthy. They're combined. And so as I listened to her sing this song, I made a poem based off the lyrics of her song and of course the instrumental. So she starts off and she's singing, a miracle is waiting for you. Um, But she asks you, are you ready? And what are you going to do? And so it's, I wrote, the teacher arrives once the student is ready in how many ways I have failed. I say that I'm ready. My aunt says, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I am vulnerable. I have let go. I am annoyingly in love with myself. I have let my guard down. I have stepped out on faith. And I have quit running away. That's why I'm here today. Some would consider me bruised fruit. Yet I believe that I am a miracle. I have been waiting. I have been waiting for something outside of myself. But it can't come when you're waiting. Until you are ready, what you gonna do? I am childishly optimistic. I know now that I am worthy. I know now that I am perfect. I know now that I am deserving. I quit searching for things that were on the outside and I took the time to sit with me, with all of me that's on this inside. I found my miracle was right there in the right time. I never failed. This is just my journey. This is just my experience. I tried. And in the meantime, I made room in my life My miracle was waiting. It was right there waiting for me. I want to be a good role model, but a lot of times I do slip up and I say shit that's hella ratchet. I am a work in progress. Your opinion nor your forgiveness are necessary now. Most moments I am conscious, but let's never forget that I am a product of East Oakland was my environment. So please excuse this motherfucker that can and will slip out of me. If or when I get out of the pockets that you have constructed for me, or when I tell you I don't give a fuck about what you're saying to me, if I'm too big for my britches, then give me a sheet. I need room to grow. I really am still just trying to figure this out all out I don't have it together I don't know everything but from my heart I can truly say I am always doing my best no matter what it looks like from the outside I'm always doing my best shit aren't we all Mm. if you say you ain't you is a bald faced lie Nobody knows at all. What the hell are you trying to be? And who are you talking about? We all in this just trying. I'm balancing and juggling a life I could never have dreamed of. It can and has been discouraging and at times beyond devastating. 
At times, there were even moments when I could barely think for all that was in my mind, for all the worries that kept me up, for all the things I believed that I had lost, for all the things I believed I would never achieve. But here's my joy now, every morning. I just keep on evolving with my willingness to forgive. I have learned how to let go, to shift and pivot and still excel. This shit ain't always easy to see or understand, but I stopped looking outside of me. I stopped asking for permission. I stopped asking others if I could be. Many things are only meant for a season. We have forgotten demanding we extend a magical hand. We think just because we can, we should. I suffer for reasons like pride and fear, shame. I've been through so much shit, trauma and pain. Yet here I am still standing. So everything I see, everything, everything I see is really a miracle. And when I walk in front of a mirror, I pose, damn it. Any moment is a celebration. Every time I awaken, even if I am totally shaken. My pain does not contain no political correction, correctness. This is my place to let it pour out. However it comes for every person who doesn't get to recover. For every mother, for every sister, for every daughter, for every person that feels their voice is not being heard. To feel that they cannot be outspoken. To keep pushing forward. I am now living with a ravishing rawness. But ain't we all? My being here is my proof in miracles. Your being here is a proof in miracles. In a world where we feel unsafe, where we feel abused, where we often feel challenged with everything around us and inside we feel like failure is everywhere and everything. Instead, what I am challenging to do <laughs> Is to see it about making room. So let me tell you a story. That's the end of my poem. Thank you for listening. Hey. And Mumu Fresh, shout out. Thank you for the inspiration. Um, I definitely, again, look forward to seeing you on my podcast. And for those of you um, that don't understand, the words that you speak are power, manifestation, prayer, whatever you want to call them. They set the stage for what you believe is true. So let's get back to this word failure, right? Failure is an idea that someone and you have to agree upon. I am not a failure. I have willingly, wholeheartedly chosen to walk away from many things that others have perceived to be my best. But what I believe is my best is something that you can't see, that other people really can't see. I have lived with depression and anxiety and fear. I know what it is like to not feel physically safe, mentally safe, emotionally safe, financially safe, sexually safe. I get it. I have lived in a war zone here in America. 
I have not often been in control of myself, my body. And so when I learned how to gain control or what I perceived to be control with my limited understanding, it was easy to perceive failure as simply not getting something done. But as I matured and got older and lived more, experienced more, did more, and literally made choices, owning myself, I saw life far less in failures, failures, and more in fuck it's, right? So what that means is, if I'm trying something over and over and over again, repeatedly, repeatedly (laughs) not achieving the goal I am never in a place where I am not getting what I need I am always going to try again I'm going to get another hypothesis I'm going to go back to the board I'm going to try to figure it out so I can't see how that's failure what I then do is weigh it right assess Is this worth any more time? Is this worth any more effort? Now, if I assess that it's not worth any more time and any more effort, and I've put in time and effort, how is that failure? Isn't that just making a conscious decision to move forward and in essence, making space? My maturity was learning a different perception, shifting from the idea of failure to a place of consciously owning me. Consciously saying that when I saw things that didn't quite suit my needs, why did I accept them? And for me, the answer was a multitude of things. Ignorance, because I will say this often, what I don't know, I didn't know, I just didn't know until I was engaged or until I had the experience to seek I couldn't but once I learned how and I did then there was no place of willful ignorance right I then took action and my actions were often clumsy and my actions often did not um return what I thought it would because again I took it into the context of neither does an infant when a baby is born it does not do the things that I do now in my age and so for me I had to learn how to be more forgiving and understanding of myself and where I was and the ignorance of the world that I lived in and then once I accepted my ignorance I took action and in taking action I held myself responsible in finding answers So the things I listened to, the food I ate, um, all those things, I'm not that person I was anymore, right? So did I fail at life? Because you don't recognize the me that I was when I was 15? Absolutely not. How do I measure success though, right? Because people are quick to tell you how to measure failure. So how do you measure success, right? Um... I often say that if you can have measurable outcomes, things that you can check off. So for me, 
I tried checking in with myself this time last year was where was I mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, financially, spiritually. Yesterday, a minute ago, an hour ago, depending on where I am and what I need. Because I often forgot that I lost control of my thoughts. That's why I felt out of control. I, no one is in control of me. I am in control of me. Only to the extent of what I choose to engage in. So if I wake up in the morning and I do the same thing over and over again, well, then the same results are going to happen. But I do have the opportunity to make one desirable change a day. Nothing happens all at once, but it can happen. And so for me, it was making conscious decisions. Making a playlist, for instance, is one of the things I did to help with shifting myself from a failure mindset to a mindset of achievable, measurable outcomes. If I woke up in the morning and yesterday I wasn't feeling so great and I go back through the day and I assess myself the next morning when I wake up, maybe I'll change my music. So T. Bella's suggestion always is, and has always told me this for years, make your playlist and that's what you start your day with. So I have a playlist that I start my day with. And it's not about trying, it is about doing. And so for me, it was music. For others, it may be prayer. For me, even before it's music, what I do is when I open my eyes, I am in a place of immediate appreciation. And I begin to be thankful. I am thankful for my breath. I am thankful for my body. I am thankful for my bed. I am thankful for my granddaughter. I am thankful for my son. I am thankful for my my sons, my daughter, my best friend. And I just keep going and going and going. So here's the thing. If that is the cadence of my day, right? Inside of my head that I am saying these words of thankfulness and these words of gratitude. And that is the thing that I, internally that I am singing to myself, right? And those things are reminders, really, of my success. Measurable outcomes, right? My eldest son is 23. My youngest child is 8. They are all alive, sane, right, and get through life. And that is not despite me, right? <laughs> that is in part, right? Some I had something to do with that. And are they better than me in many ways in their life is what I look at when I can think about parenting. I assess my life in the form of my personal relationships. Um, how do I feel that I'm being, how am I communicating and how are others feeling that I'm communicating to them? Because our intentions are one thing, right? totally one thing but how people perceive us beyond that is another so in my mind what I think I'm doing if someone else doesn't reciprocate that they understand that then it might be a good place for me to try again and that's not failure um 
that's adaptation and evolution. When I was 15, I knew what I knew then. I spoke how I spoke then. And I did my best with what I could, right? Um, when I was 16 and my son was born, I was not the parent that I am when he's 23, almost 24, right? There are many things that I would never repeat in my life. And I do not judge them as failures. I judge them as hypothesis seen through and followed to the end. <laughs> I am always in a place with a cadence of learning. I'm always in a place of openness and willingness. And what I have learned how to do is trust myself and listen to myself in the internal internal cadence that is really inside of me instead of choosing fear which is failure I choose instead to believe that I am making conscious decisions and choices and in those conscious decisions and choices I am fully capable to achieve whatever goal I've set forward so for instance I used to be um, a social worker. And anyone that went to college with me will tell you that I never wanted to work in mental health. It's not my thing. I do not like it. And in fact, I don't like social workers. I used to, in my mind, when I was a child, I grew up in impoverished places and social workers were not nice at all. So I never... um in my mind, could see that that would be something that I wanted to do. But the reason I decided to be a social worker was because I couldn't get into the nursing program. It was impacted. And I called my mom crying. Ooh, and she was like, listen, um, go to the transfer office. And there was one at my junior college or whatever. And look at the catalog and honestly I never looked at the catalog because I knew I was going to be a nurse so I didn't need to look at the catalog I was going to be a nurse and my mom said just look through the catalog Johnny um you can be so stubborn you know just look through the catalog and I was like but I'm going to be a nurse and she's like but in the meantime just look through the catalog honey and she was so irritated with me and I love her and so I looked through the catalog and she said these are the rules though don't look at the title I want you to look at the classes and I want you to look at the description. I want you to read it. And then what I want you to do is earmark it. And then once you earmark them, I want you to go back through those again and again, look through them again and look at the classes again and again and again and again and again until you have a few and apply for those. And so I did it. And when I was done, I came up with like liberal studies and I was like, I ain't going to get no job with that. That's some bullshit, just random. And that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> and then it was some other stuff that I just wasn't going to do. And it was like healthcare administrator and a social worker and something else. But the social worker really surprised me. Because I did not understand how broad social work was. I was ignorant. That's the point. I had no idea the scope and birth and depth that social work covered. Sociology, psychology, sexuality, history, um, death and dying, um, mental health, palliative care, um, 
abuse. I mean, just, and I could go on and on and on sociology, but the point is, is that we have the opportunity to tailor our learning. And for the first time, I felt like I could express my desire to learn. I could get a degree and submerge myself into something, and I did, and I excelled. And it was one of the first times that I felt like my struggle was worth it. Before I was going to get an education to go to work in my mindset as a nurse. And I felt like a failure when I didn't get in. But learning and being in the place of a social worker, I felt empowered. I felt like I was learning and that I was growing as a human being and as a person. And that was far more valuable than me just being a robot in an office. And I graduated, went through. And so, of course, because in my ignorance, I didn't know any better. I jumped right into um, wanting to go to work. And I had two, three, four, five people approach me and ask me, was I going to apply for the master's program? I was like, of course not. Because again, to have gotten a bachelor's degree, I had surpassed my wildest dreams and imagination. I had failed so many times before at the moment of achievement, I was done. I was like, ooh, go to work. Because that's as far as I had understood. That's as far as I had dreamed. That's as far as I knew. And I had failed so many times before to reach the end felt like, don't push it. And... I had a couple of professors pull me aside and suggest to me that I go and apply. And I was ignorant. I didn't know. And I didn't have anyone to do the letters. And I didn't know how to do it. And I felt overwhelmed. And I felt like it wasn't for me. And I felt like I didn't deserve to be there. But I had these people that kept telling me that they I should do this, right? And so even though I felt like a piece of bruised fruit... As a cook, I know that bruised fruit, you cut off the little winky part. And honey, it makes good cobblers and it makes good smoothies and you could put it in the freezer. And I started to see myself in a new light. Because someone else was reflecting something else to me. Instead of seeing failure, I felt and learned that I was an achiever. That because I persevered, and the tenacity that I now had, and I had always had, that the thing that used to be the negative was now being mirrored to me as leadership skills and excellent communication and boldness. I saw myself differently and I learned how to move differently and it took practice and it took time and it took falling down and stumbling and getting back up and trying and being frustrated and giving up and saying I'm done only for my spirit and my heart to call me back. Failure is something I'm very comfortable with. Failure is something that I've eaten, I've grown with, and I've learned how to flip and turn and mold into experiences because of the truth of the matter is if you haven't been experiencing things and they have not turned out the way you want it over and over and over again you ain't trying hard enough <laughs> honey you ain't doing enough <laughs> listen between me and T Bella we have failed more times than I would care to even discuss
and lived in places of despair only to come to the other side of understanding that we were making room, that we were growing. And when a plant grows and the seasons change, the earth will freeze and so will you sometimes. And then there will be a thawing out season and a planting season, a reaping season of harvest. But they have to go and they have to come and they have to be. And no matter how many tantrums you have and no matter how many bullshit excuses you give, you have to hold yourself responsible. If you don't know when to plant and how to plant, you cannot be overly upset by your harvest. You must learn other techniques. Bartering is one of them, baby, right? Because see, that's my thing. I can't learn everything. But what I do know, I learned how to do very well. I am a creative problem solver. So I've learned how, one, to stop seeing myself as a failure, and two, how to see the things that I once saw as failure as my superhero traits, the things that now make me, um, that set me apart before in my mind, that separated me, now connect me to others. So that is my, it feels like this is a good place to say thank you. Here's my thing. Again, I told you guys that I was affiliate marketer. So I want to talk about really quick in closing how I used to be 255 pounds and now I am not and how my weight um, was affected by things that I did, but most importantly by water. I used to hate water, despise water. And then I went to someone's house and saw a Zen water filter and, and I was intrigued by it. So I asked her about the water filter and she gave me a drink of water and I drank it, <laughs> and this is a true story, but I have to tell you that this is paid because I'm going to put my link in the thing, but this is all true. Um, I drank the water, and it was the best water I'd ever tasted. It felt light. I'm not joking. I'm serious, right? And so, um, but I, <laughs> I am frugal. That's another thing we'll talk about because I know what it's like not to have anything, seriously, next to when I say nothing, I mean less than nothing, like negative nothing. So um, I've drank plenty of tap water and I've drank pretty, plenty of nasty water. And one of the reasons I don't drink water is because it's nasty. But when I drank this water, it tastes good and light. And so in my mind, I was like, I want this water filter. But I said to myself, self, you cannot afford that when you... You cannot afford that. Then I change it from I can't afford that to I want it. So it will come and I manifested it by way of someone giving me gift cards and I bought it through Amazon and I have like a six gallon water filter and it is delicious. And so what I'm saying to you is in closing again, it's one thing a day for me, for you, whatever it may be. It's one thing a day. Water is important to me. And so for me to be conscious of being an intake, right, of what I was doing, I had to invest in myself. And so I invested in the water filter. And I am telling you, I don't know how you need to invest in yourself. But what I am telling you to do is remember that when you try and it doesn't work out, it is not a failure. 
it is an investment and the trying is worth it every time. So thank you for coming and spending your time with me. My name is Jami Kwan, but you can call me Jami. And this is The Me I Was Tomorrow, Episode 2. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your likes. I appreciate your shares. And I am way excited because you can find me on seven platforms now. I am Spotify, uh, Google, and some other stuff. I'll put it in the topics. But I want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for your shares. Thank you even for the messages that you sent. You encourage me every day to grasp my miracle because podcasting and sharing my story and my voice was something that was so, um, it felt unattainable. And now here I am. So thank you. And I will see you guys again soon.